here we go. The Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Thrilled you're here today. Welcome to the show. So this is actually an intro to a podcast I recorded a couple days ago that I'm going to be releasing tonight, if that makes any sense. I, I sort of talked about healthcare and a song that I wrote, which, so we're obviously going to get to that. But I just had a really interesting story slash kind of a story question that I want to ask you. And something that I struggle with a little bit here. So briefly, I'll, I'll just open the show with a quick story. So there's a neighbor a couple doors down who has a dog that one of those yapper dogs. And I'd say four to five times a week, it's barking. It's 7 a.m. And I'm kind of, I kind of wake up between 6.30 and, and 7. So it's rare that the dog actually wakes me up. For about five minutes, the dog's just yapping away. 7 a.m., like clockwork. And I said to myself a couple weeks ago, you know, I've just got to go say something to this person. But I always got the sense that he, he's a European guy. And I always got the sense that he just had an ego, an attitude about him. And so let me ask you a question before I tell you what happened. At, at what point when something is bothering you, do you feel like you should say something? And that's something that I've always been sort of aware of and sensitive. I, like if somebody does something that bothers me over and over again, 5, 10, 20 times, obviously it depends on how close of a relationship I have with this person, but I feel like I should say something. I know, Leo, my cat just walked in. And I think this is a very complicated area. And it's very complicated now in this, this strangely, this strange cancel culture world. And people think they can do anything. And I don't think people care about other people's feelings more now than ever because of social media, because of cancel culture, because of the extreme narcissistic qualities in our culture now. So I get home today from the pool and it's like five o'clock. And the dog is, you know, barking as, as people are walking by. And I see the neighbor outside on the balcony. And I'm just like, that's it. I'm going to go and say something. And I don't enjoy these types of conversations. They never really go very well. But I, 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 I wave him down. I see him. At first, he just sort of waves out the window. I'm like, no, come on out here. I go. And of course, I don't remember what I said. I was caught up in the moment. But it became very emotional. He became very upset. And I said, you know, your dog barks like every morning at seven o'clock. Could you please keep your dog inside or do something? And instantly he says, no, he doesn't. You're lying. And I could just tell, here's a guy, as I suspected, who just does what he wants. And most people don't like being told what to do. So, I mean, at that point, I'm, I'm just, I knew it wasn't going to go well. And I, said, and I said something like, why would I lie about this? Why would I lie? Why? And I even said, do you think I enjoy coming over here right now and having this conversation? And his response, yes, I think you do. Do you really think that I enjoy walking over to that person's house and asking them to please keep their dog quiet? It, it, what, what, what part of that do I enjoy? And I had the sense that it wasn't going to go very well. And, and again, I, 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 I 
went, I tried to be nice at first and said, listen, your dog barks virtually every morning at seven o'clock. And, and I, I, and I don't know what, I don't know what my expectations were. Maybe, maybe I'm an idiot for saying something. Because instantly, right away, he said, you're lying. No, he doesn't, which is, a, which is complete bullshit because I know that the dog freaking barks virtually every morning. His wife comes out to the balcony, is, is, is negative and derogatory towards me. See, well, some of us work for a living and we get up really early. And I say, I work. I'm not homeless. I get up virtually, I, I get up like every day at 6.30, 7 o'clock. I just don't want to hear your dog barking every day at 7 o'clock in the morning. And, and I just, I wonder, do other neighbors in the neighborhood, did they want to say something? Are they happy now that I said something, if they knew? I think this story sort of really, this story represents our culture now. People, and I could tell right away, he doesn't want to be told what to do. And again, who, I mean, who does, who, you know, who wants to be told your dog is a nuisance and wakes us up every morning? And so should I just not say anything? And I I think I'm a pretty reasonable, open-minded, flexible guy. If, If the dog is barking just even once a week, but it's, it's virtually minimum four to five times a week, the dog is just barking at seven o'clock. Am, am I a fool for saying something? Am I the asshole for saying something? And, and again, I, it goes back to my sort of my original question. At what point do you tell somebody that what they're doing is bothering you? And, and I think social media, cancel culture, has sort of really just created, amplified a world where people just think they can do whatever they want. So that's the intro for the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Got a, I've got another, I've got the rest of the show coming up. If you enjoy the show, I would really appreciate you sharing it with your friends. That stuff is really helpful in getting the show heard. Maybe writing a review on iTunes would be really helpful. I know I'm not recording these podcasts as often, but it's just because I've been wrapped up in editing and writing my book and also recording and editing music videos for my record. So just sort of in the midst of doing that. But any support for the show would really be appreciated. And now, without further ado, I will present to you the rest of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. I did want to talk about a few things today. One, I'm going to actually play a song for you at the end of the show. It's my next single. It'll probably come out in the next few weeks. We just finished the music video. It's called Animals. So I want to talk a little bit about that song. But I also really want to talk about what's going on culturally right now. And I just, this world that we live in, it's it's weird. I'm not trying to say that I had a premonition that this was the world that we were going to live in a couple years ago when I started the podcast, because there were obviously other leaders and tech and um, sociology that that believed that technology was causing immense disruption in the world. We live in a world now where, and I know this is going to come across as being, you know, Republican and left or right, or, you know, we went from a buffoon of a president, an egomaniacal psychopath of a president, to a president who can barely speak complete sentences, who 
clearly his his time is has slowly passed and he's you know on his way out and he is the leader of our country now so just think that we live in a world where we went from Trump to Biden that's all i'm going to say politically and then we live in a world now where people are taking selfies vaccine selfies on instagram we live in a world where even if you get the vaccine, the world still wants you to wear a mask. I'm hearing of parties now where you're only allowed to go if you've been vaccinated. And I'm going to personalize this. I don't know if this whole story that unfolded over the last year was ever about public health. I don't think it was ever about your health, my health. You can probably tell I'm a little on the fence of what to do when it comes to getting the vaccine. Because I just don't know yet. But I do know that we have been manipulated. The media has done it. Dr. Fauci's done it. Technology has done it. We have been, in my opinion, manipulated to feel anxiety, fear that you have no option but to get a vaccine or stay home and wear a mask. You know, I've, I've had an immune immunocompromised condition that I was diagnosed with when I was 12. And I'm not saying that, that there are not good doctors out there. I'm not saying that there aren't amazing procedures. I'm not saying when I broke my ankle that I, of course, needed to see an orthopedic surgeon. But there does seem to be this world of when we're dealing with immune systems, strengthening the psychology of human beings and strengthening immune systems. It feels like in diabetes and high blood pressure, it feels like the medical world just wants people to take a pill, put on a mask, sort of like cover up the problem. And I remember when I was really sick as a kid, when I was really sick as a kid, I had to take cortisone and prednisone. And I was on like 50, 60 milligrams of steroids because I had such a high level of inflammation in my body that I could barely move my body, my joints. And so the doctors, you know, pumped my system up with, with really pretty toxic medication for years. And, you know, the, the symptoms went away, but I was still on heavy doses of steroids. And so when you're on these heavy doses of steroids, you don't just like take 50 milligrams and the next day you just go off of them immediately. You have to slowly taper down. And so when I was on 50, 60 milligrams of prednisone, I, I felt like a completely different human being. I, I could move. I didn't have any inflammation. You know, the, the steroids have a whole other list of problems. You know, you, you're, you become very agitated and anxious and you can't sleep. Uh, it's not good for your liver. It's it's not good for many other parts of your body. So it's sort of like this weighing game that you play in your mind. Well, is it is it worth the risk to take the drug? Uh, are the side effects worth it? It's like there's always a side effect. What are the side effects of a culture that stayed home for a year and watched you know Netflix all day or watched the news, which really just tried to scare people? What are the side effects of people now taking vaccine selfies and taking uh, vaccines that are still 
really experimental, at least the mRNA one is. You know, what are the side effects of taking steroids, wearing masks? I, I go outside and I see children wearing masks. I mean, what, what, what is the ripple effect of all of this? What is the ripple effect of kids growing up with cell phones? I say all this because it, it feels like the vaccine, the mask, the steroids, they're all like these quick fixes, like cover up. It's like, it's like makeup, you know, we'll, we'll cover up this, this issue and it looks like it's being fixed, but it's really not getting to the root of the problem. It's like we're not allowed to really research and dive in and really examine the problem. I don't know if this has ever really been about your health and my health. Because obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease are at an all-time high. And all these people out there that are taking a vaccine, they're scared that they're going to get this condition. But the reason why they're scared is because from the beginning, they've never really taken good care of their health. And so they're susceptible, but they've always been susceptible to the flu, to colds, to dying young, because they never took care of themselves. And so even if they take a vaccine, they're still going to eat their hamburgers. They're still going to go to McDonald's. They're still not going to exercise. None of that is going to change. It's this sort of false pretense the vaccine sort of gives everybody like, oh, you got the vaccine. Everything's going to be okay. But I just, I think that's the furthest thing from the truth. I believe all of these actions of being around one another, going outside, running, dancing, all of these things improve one's immune system. And ironically, what the CDC and the government want people to do is just stay home. Even if you get a vaccine, still wear a mask. I am truly flabbergasted that the government and our culture is getting away with this. And again, I'm not just some weird anti-vax guy. I never have been. I've always been one that just questions what's really going on. And then the uh, virtue signaling happening on social media. Imagine we live in a world now where Oprah Winfrey is telling people that she felt rejuvenated and energized after getting a vaccine. Do you realize how much manipulation is happening right now? I realize I have to be very careful here with my words because I am not, I am merely suggesting that the world we live in is very peculiar. I'm merely suggesting it is very strange that the idea of questioning what's going on is muted or silenced or you're thought of as a white supremacist or a racist or, you know, wrong and sensitive this is beyond anything I could have imagined would happen here in America. I'm, I, I find myself sometimes still in a state of shock, thinking that I'm even talking about this. So I'm not telling you to think one way, because I don't have the answers. But I, I read a lot. I think a lot, obviously. But I think my mental and physical health 
is at the top of the list of things that are most important to me. Because without them, you know, everything else sort of crumbles apart. I want to briefly play a clip from the Tucker Carlson show. And again, this is just, it's mind-blowing to me that we live in a world where people are taking selfies on social media with a vaccine. Imagine the psychological effect of that. The virtue signaling, the extreme virtue signaling, and the people are better than you because you may get a vaccine and somebody else may not. That is bizarro to think about. So I have to play you this clip, and I'm going to read you a little bit of an article, and then I can't wait to talk about and share um, a new song. So let's listen to this first. We know that because this weekend, that weird little guy on CNN demanded that Fox News produce vaccine selfies to demonstrate our obedience to the Biden administration. If you haven't seen this clip, treat yourself. I think it's really important to see all these TV anchors, personalities showing themselves getting the shot. We've seen a lot of vaccine selfies from lots of folks at lots of different networks. Uh, it's been really inspiring to see. Why do you think we haven't seen the biggest stars on Fox News get vaccinated or show us their vaccine selfies? Again, I know that the judgment, the idea that anybody plays a clip from Fox, it's instantly like, oh, he's this, he's that. And, and I don't like anybody on Fox. I don't listen to the show. I do think Tucker has some very valid points. But to imagine that our news has been dwindled down to people on networks suggesting that more people out there should be taking vaccine selfies. What world do we live in? This is not, none of this is about your health. And I, I recorded a podcast about eight months ago because Instagram came out about eight months ago because a lot of suicides were happening on Instagram. So Instagram wanted to make a stand and say, you know, we are about public health. We are going to eliminate the rolling numbers of likes, followers. And of course, they never did. These companies don't care about your health. I'm also going to read something very, I think this is important for me to read to you. And again, my show is about the harm of technology, trying to live a healthy, happy life. This is written by Christian Elliott from Deconstructing Convention. 18 reasons why I won't be getting a COVID vaccine. I'm not going to read all 18 to you. What has happened to the scientific method of always challenging our assumptions? What happened to lively debate in this country? Why did anyone who disagrees with the WHO or the CDC get censored so heavily? Is the science of public health a religion now, or is science supposed to be about debate? If someone says the science is settled, that's how I know I'm dealing with someone who is closed-minded. By definition, science is never settled. And then he goes on to say, I want to be a good citizen. If lockdowns work, I want to do my part and stay home. If masks work, I want to wear them. If social distancing is effective, I want to comply. But if there's evidence that they don't work, I want to hear that evidence too. I want a chance to hear their arguments and make up my own mind. 
I don't think I'm the smartest person in the world, but I think I can think. Maybe I'm weird, but if someone is censored, then I really want to hear what they think. Don't you? I'm releasing a new song over the next few weeks, and I'm going to play it for you. I figure my podcast listeners should be one of the first groups of people that should hear my new music. It's called Animals. And I, I want to just briefly talk about the state of mind that I was in when I wrote the song. And it, it's, it sort of even relates and it, it parallels to what I've been talking about. But, you know, it was sort of the beginning of the pandemic. And I don't remember when the George, when the George Floyd incident happened. I could go online right now and look. But I do know it was around the beginning of the year. At the start of the pandemic, probably a few months into the pandemic. And I had started writing some new music, but the George Floyd incident happened. And then within a week or two, there were these protests and then riots happening within about a half a mile from where I live here in Los Angeles. And I didn't, at the time, I was going to college in LA, but I was home for the summer when the Rodney King beating happened or... I don't know if it was the Rodney King beating or the trial. I'm not sure. But of course, there was a bunch of unrest happening here in in Los Angeles. But I wasn't living here in LA at the time. I was uh, back home in Ohio for the summer. But I'm telling you right now, when the riots and the protests were happening, more specifically, the, the, the rioting happening here in LA, there was such a deep level of fear I did not feel safe. And and I don't remember feeling this way about where I live ever. Uh, I mean, maybe there's those few moments when I was out DJing late at night and I, I would see a few people that were inebriated and I got the sense that maybe something could turn the wrong way. But generally... I always felt safe in Los Angeles, but there was about, and I still actually, I generally feel safe now, but there is still a strange energy in the air. Well, during that three to four week period in maybe February, March, April, when the protests were happening, I remember driving the next day or two to go get some cat food down Beverly Drive. And I couldn't believe the the damage done to my city. And it felt like at any moment, these rioters, and I'll separate them from the protesters, could, I mean, what was going to prevent them from going down some of the residential streets and start causing um, pain and suffering to just, regular citizens. I mean, these people were just obviously causing disruption and and ruining businesses. But at what point could they have started killing just normal, you know, citizens causing disruption to, to homes and places of residence? 
just the helicopters every night, the rioting that was going on just a half a mile away from where I live, I felt like we're just all a loose cannon. And at any moment, human beings just become animals. I'm going to end the show playing this new song, Animals, which will probably be out in the next few weeks on Bandcamp, Spotify. The music video will be out in a few weeks. But that's sort of the inspiration behind the song. I think just looking at the news and looking at the world around me in L.A. during those few weeks in February, March, April, around that time, I was losing hope in the prowess and the potential of human beings. And I felt like we're just these simple, confusing little creatures. And there you go. So guests coming up on Wednesday, Tim Cobes, a guitar player here in LA. You know where to find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Eddie Cohn. New music coming out. You can follow me on YouTube. Find me on Bandcamp. Websites, IamEddieCone.com. But I am really proud to premiere and play this song today for you called Animals. I produced the track. Jake Reed played drums. Bruce Watson with guitars. Phil Peterson with cello. I obviously sang the song, did the synth, drum programming, played the bass. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm really proud of this record, really proud of these songs. So I hope you enjoy this one. Please reach out. Let me know what you think about it. And again, the music video should be out in the next probably few weeks. And that is it. Again, enjoy Animals. As always, thank you so much for listening, supporting, and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. I think the 